The Dallas Stars were back in action last night, but they came up just short against their rivals, the Nashville Predators, dropping a game in the shootout. On today's show, we'll break down the entire game and talk about the power play or lack thereof for both those teams, talk about the silver lining in all of this, and talk about a big headline that the Stars made on Thursday afternoon and give you a brief, brief preview of Sunday's matchup with the Buffalo Sabres. All of this coming up on a Friday edition of Locked on Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day, I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars, credentialed member of the media, coming to you on this Friday, February 25th. Hope you are continuing to stay warm, stay safe wherever you are at. Thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode of Locked on Stars for making us your first listen of the day. Be sure to subscribe to and follow the Locked on Stars podcast wherever you get your podcast at, whether that's on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform. We are free and available no matter where you listen or how you listen, be sure to also rate and review if you like what you hear. But without any further hesitation, let's get right down to the nitty-gritty, breaking down last night's game between the Dallas Stars and their faded rivals, the Nashville Predators. A dramatic game at that. Uh, I tweeted out during the game and still hold to it now. Say what you want about Dallas Stars hockey this season. It is very seldom uh, boring to tune in and watch them on TV or be at a game. Uh, they live for the dramatics. They did so last season, but they've fared a lot better in dramatic games this season. Falling short in an overtime game for the third time this season. Uh, pretty good stat compared to last season where 14 overtime losses when the league average was six. So a little bit of an improvement there. But nonetheless, the Stars do fall short by a final tally of two to one going to a shootout against their uh, their frenemies. Uh, if you will, or really just enemies, uh, not really friends at this time, but the Nashville Predators uh, and playing in Music City. Murder certainly was committed on Music Row last night. Uh, the king of country music, George Strait, once uttered those famous words, but uh, this time it is not country music that is being murdered. It was the power play for both the Dallas Stars and the Nashville Predators. A combined zero for nine on the power play between both teams. 28 total penalty minutes recorded. In this game, it was a physical game. 75 combined hits, Nashville recording 44, Dallas recording 31. But, of course, uh, Dennis Gurionov's hit on Matt Duchesne has to count for at least five. I mean, good, good Lord. Uh, sent earthquake, uh, pretty much, you know, sent earthquake-sized vibrations to the earth with that hit that he laid on Duchesne. Uh, pretty crazy moment in that game. Always a very physical matchup whenever the Stars and the Preds get together. And last night's installment was no different. But at the end of the day, that, that's kind of the Achilles heel for the Stars team in this game. They had several opportunities on the power play to execute and maybe build a little bit of separation. Because I said on yesterday's episode that it's likely that Nashville would, was not going to squander their power play opportunities, and they did. And so it's you know on both these teams for not taking advantage of that and executing in their own right. And I, on the Stars end of things, I feel like, again, they were just too conservative with their choices on the power play and you can even look in overtime during the three on three period the stars do draw a penalty and get a two minute four on three session and in that session it just felt way too 
conservative. And in that moment, whenever you're in overtime and it's four on three, the other team is going to play very, very conservative. So take a chance. They spent way too much time passing, trying to set something up. I mean, fire the puck at the net. It's four on three. Uh, the the opposition is not looking to break away uh, whenever they're down a man unless they have something wide open, which you can still play smart and be aggressive on the four on three with the stars did not do so. And even whenever it was a five on four situation, it was very frustrating and infuriating to watch just way too many conservative plays, not enough action when it comes to shooting and actually making aggressive moves. And that's what you have to do against guys like UC Soros, like Connor Hellebuck, like Mark Andre Fleury. You have to force the issue with those goalies and the stars just have not done that as of late. But on the other end, I mean, on the bright side, the stars penalty kill continues to thrive out of the all-star break. They have a 91.3 penalty kill percentage uh, since the second half of the season started back in early February. That is eight best in the league. And a lot of the teams above them have not played as many games as Dallas. Dallas has played eight games since the all-star break because a lot of these games have been rescheduled makeup games. Uh, the games that got canceled back around Christmas time due to COVID. Now all those games have been made up. They're back on track, but still the penalty kill doing very well. They've been shorthanded 23 times. The stars have during the stretch and have only surrendered two goals and have a goal of their own. Uh, so they've scored just as many times as they've allowed a goal since the all-star break on the penalty kill, which is pretty dang impressive. Do love to see that. And of course, we saw that shorthanded goal come against the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, shout out Rupe Hints and Jamie Ben. And of course, in this game, I mean, I'm being critical of the power play, which is uh, rightfully so on my part. Uh, and anyone who's critical of either team's power play in this game would be right in doing so. But you do also have to give credit to both goalies in this game. Uh, talk about UC Soros. Talk about Jake Ottinger, who was playing night two of a back-to-back -back after playing at home against the Winnipeg Jets. Certainly no easy feat there, but he still came out and put on a great performance, only allowing one goal. And then, of course, losing in the shootout, though he did stand pretty firm and stand pretty strong in the shootout up until that fourth goal. Uh, it's escaping my mind who scored that fourth goal, but he held up against Roman Yossi. You name it. Uh, held firm through the first three rounds, as did UC Saros, but I also was not a fan particularly of how the Dallas Stars approached the, the the shootout session. I feel like all four guys that shot the puck kind of took the same approach, trying to go five hole on UC Saros, and Razor even said it during the broadcast. Would have liked to see someone go top shelf or try something a little different. It seems like we just saw the same shot four times and UC Saros Vesna caliber goalie was ready for it every single time. You got to get a little more creative against a guy like that, but that's hopefully something the stars will learn from if they find themselves in a shootout in the near future. But nonetheless, uh, you got to give credit to both goalies in this game. Jake Ottinger continues to be very, very impressive. We'll dive into a little bit more of his stats in the next segment, but the stars, you know, again, I say they can maybe get the power play going in their next matchup. The Buffalo Sabres coming to town on Sunday. We'll preview that game in the final segment of the show, uh, the third segment, if you will. Uh, and they have the 22nd best penalty kill in the league. So they've been giving up a lot of power play goals throughout the season. So again, at home against one of the worst penalty killing teams in the league, that is a prime opportunity to get your power play back into gear. So hopefully over these next few days off, there will be an emphasis from the coaching staff and the players to work on and perfect the power play and kind of, you know, if you need to rearrange some things or do something different, now's the time to work that through in practice and film sessions and then come out on Sunday ready to roll. Because if you get those power play opportunities, this is a prime team in Buffalo to finally get some power play points up on the board. Today's episode is brought to you by Bill Bar. 
Built Bar Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, and they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors like yummy cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, and banana cream pie. They're low calorie, high protein. They allow you to replace your candy bars with Built Bars because they're better for you. And a typical candy bar can contain anywhere from 200 to 300 calories. You can go to Built.com right now and scroll down to the macro start and you'll be blown away. High protein, low calories, high fiber, low carb. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Go to built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at built.com. Moving on to the next segment of today's episode of Lock on Stars, your first listen of the day. Continuing to talk about last night's game between the Stars and Predators. And it's easy to be frustrated with this loss. It's easy to be frustrated with how this game went. The Stars not coming away with the win, especially after the heroics on Wednesday night against the Jets. Disappointing to say the least. But I think the silver lining here is the Stars got a point. And given the circumstances going into this game, that is absolutely huge. Every point matters. We've been saying it for the past several weeks. We will continue to say it until the end of the season. Every single point that the Stars can get matters. And they got one. Uh, you know, the flight to Nashville was supposed to leave after the game Wednesday against the Jets due to inclement weather. The flight was not able to leave until Thursday morning. So that throws off the rhythm of the team a little bit. Probably took some guys out of their routine before games as far as morning skate and things like that. It was the second game of a back-to-back. A tough divisional opponent played at home going into overtime in that game as well. Bodies are tired. Bodies are fatigued. Sore. You're nursing some, some wounds and a little bit of minor injuries. And then, you know, travel delay. Have to get to Nashville the day of the game. Uh, scrambling. And then, of course, playing in Nashville is always a challenge within itself. That building was rocking. It was loud. A ton of fans in attendance for the retirement of Pekka Rene's number 35 put up in the rafters of the Bridgestone Arena before the game. And so, of course, an emotional night in that building. So really the odds stacked against the Stars. Really, you know, in reality, they probably shouldn't have gotten anything out of this one game road trip, but the Stars come away with one point. And so as sad as it is to see the Stars fall short and not get two, because that's obviously the ideal situation, at least as Stars fans in this moment, we have to take what we can get and be okay with getting one. Because as of right now, the Stars and Oilers are tied for the second wildcard spot out in the Western Conference. Winning this game would have put him put them firmly in that position, but still, it's better than nothing. They moved up in the standings, and they didn't stay stagnant, and that's really what matters at the end of the day. And really, honestly, the Stars of the early 21-22 season would have found a way to blow an opportunity like this and probably come away with no points, losing the game in regulation. You know, you look back to that St. Louis game that they lost on a Sunday a while back, uh, I guess that was about a month ago, a little over a month ago. Of course, the referees having their fair hand in that game, but also the Stars not doing enough in that game. I think that this team has grown from experiences like that and found a way to at least stay competitive in these close matchups and at least force overtime and get a point, which at the end of the day, like I said, is massive. Jake Ottinger, like I said, has gone toe-to-toe with guys like UC Saros, with some of the biggest names as far as goalies go in the NHL. Really, over the past week, week and a half, 
uh, in his last five games, he is three, one, and one, uh, start dating all the way back to February 15th. That game in Colorado against the Avalanche, a 9.60 save percentage, a 1.16 goals against average, and one shutout in that stretch as well. Obviously, he did win third star of the week for the NHL last week, rightfully so, and he is continuing to live off that performance, continuing to stay on fire. That's why Rick Bonus started him in net against the Predators last night on the second game of a back-to-back. He fed the hot hand, and it, it paid off. I think he played really well, all things considered. I don't think Braden Holtby puts up that kind of performance in either of those games where he's at right now, so I love to continue to see Jake Ottinger get the nod in the crease for the Stars, but during that stretch also, he went up against Pavel Francois, Marc-Andre Fleury, Scott Wedgwood, Connor Hellebuck, and UC Saro. Some of those guys, bigger names and better goalies than others. Wedgwood having a decent season despite being on the poverty Arizona Coyotes. But we all know Marc-Andre Fleury, Connor Hellebuck, and UC Saros are some of the best in the business. Marc-Andre Fleury probably going to get moved sometime soon before the trade deadline to a contending team, which will be really interesting to see and where he goes. Connor Hellebuck been one of the best in the league for a while. And UC Saros having the best season of his career and, of course, wanting to uh, impress his mentor and Pecorine in last night's game. But Jake Ottinger, the young blood, uh, pretty much still rookie goalie going toe-to-toe with those guys, showing no fear, backing down from nothing, uh, and proving why he belongs to be the number one goalie for the Stars this season, and hopefully for a long, long time. So I say let him play on Sunday. He has a little bit of time to rest. I'm sure he'll practice some between now and Sunday's matchup, but I don't see any reason why he shouldn't be starting on Sunday, and then the Stars kind of get an extended break again, and they don't play again until Wednesday, March 2nd, against the LA Kings, also a home game. So again, don't really see any reason to slow down unless there's an injury or something to be concerned about with the health of Jake Ottinger. Really no reason to rush to get Braden Holtby back out on the ice. But overall, a good night in Nashville. Not a great night, but a good night because the Stars come away with one point, and Jake Ottinger continues to stay hot. He just needs his offense and his power play to reintroduce themselves and help him out a little bit. Today's episode is also brought to you by betonline.net. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full swing for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline.net, where the game starts. And closing out today's episode of Locked on Stars, your host, Dane Lewis here at Dane double underscore Lewis on Twitter. You can also find our show on Twitter at Locked on Stars. Be sure to give us a follow on both those pages here to close out the show. Send you on your way for the weekend talking about a quick news headline for the stars and give you a brief, brief preview of this Buffalo Sabres team going into Sunday's matchup. But before we talk about that, the stars made a roster move. On Thursday before their game, they waved forward Tanner Caro and signed right winger Marion Studenich from waivers from the New Jersey Devils. They put him on the waivers. The Stars picked him up. He's a 23-year-old 
Slovakian-born player, selected 143rd overall by the New Jersey Devils back in the 2017 draft. He's only played 25 games in his NHL career, recording two goals and one assist. I believe both of his goals actually coming against the New York Rangers, funnily enough. Uh, one of those goals coming earlier this season. Not really a whole lot to write home about on the production side of things, but maybe a change of scenery will be good for him. I mean, he's not really a downgrade from Tanner Caro. Tanner Caro not really doing a whole lot offensively this season. So don't know when we're going to see Studenich in the lineup for the Stars team. Maybe on Sunday, maybe not until next week, or maybe he's going to spend some time at the AHL level. Uh, but I mean, not the flashiest move, not a big move, but uh, you know, he seems to be a pretty good skater, seems to be a smart player, just not getting a whole lot of play time on a rebuilding New Jersey team that is trying to build around guys like Jesper Bratt, Jack Hughes, you name it. So maybe a change of scenery is good for him. Don't really know too much about him going into you know this trade and his arrival in Dallas. Whenever I'm excited to see him on the ice because maybe he'll build some good chemistry with some of the players on this roster, but only time will be able to tell that. But Speaking of games coming up for the Stars, they do have a big one coming up on Sunday afternoon, 1 o'clock Central Time, against the Buffalo Sabres. The Stars have already beaten the Sabres once this season on the road in Buffalo. Uh, to start out that big four-game road trip where the Stars won all of their games, uh, getting a full eight points. But it all started in Buffalo. A comeback, come-from-behind win, a kind of a, a gritty, gutsy-type win for the Stars. But now they get to play in their own building with the hottest goalie in the NHL. Yeah, I'll say it. Jake Ottinger, hottest goalie in the NHL right now. And yeah, Buffalo will have played on Friday against the St. Louis Blues. So by the time you're hearing this, they do have a game tonight in St. Louis against the Blues, and then they will have Saturday off. They will be in Dallas on Sunday. They are riding a four-game losing streak at the time of recording this. I imagine that that number will reach five by Sunday afternoon. I can't imagine them going into St. Louis and winning that game. Stranger things have happened, but I don't see it happening. But the weird thing going into this game, I thought last week against Arizona that the Stars have not been a good team on Sundays this season, and I did the research, and I am right in that assumption. They are 1-5-0 and zero on Sundays this season. That one win coming against the Boston Bruins right before the All-Star break, but they've taken losses to Ottawa, Vancouver, Arizona, and Colorado uh, as of right now. Uh, and there's another one in there, and I'm forgetting it off the top of my head, and I didn't write it down. So that's going to drive me insane. But you get the idea. The Stars, not good on Sundays this season. Uh, the you know usual same suspects as we saw with this Buffalo Sabres team going into this game. Tage Thompson now leads the team with 38 points. Right behind him is Jeff Skinner with 36. And Alex Tuck, who was red hot going into the last matchup with the Dallas Stars, only has 21 on the season. He has cooled off. Quite a bit, but still a threat, a guy that the Buffalo Sabres got in that Jack Eichel trade back in the early goes of the season. So this Buffalo team, certainly not strong. They're not making the playoffs. They're looking to build in the future. They do have kind of a decent young core established right now. Nothing really crazy to write home about. So there's really no excuse why the Stars can't win this game and why, if they're playing at their best, they can't dominate this game. I mean, this is basically a must-win game, which you don't say too much in this kind of situation where one team is clearly better than the other, but the Stars desperately need two points in this situation. This would be a bad look if they only get one or if they outright lose this game and get no points at home against an inferior opponent. We've seen the Stars drop those games so far this season, and we really don't need to see it again. And hopefully, especially on a Sunday, they can get back in the win column and have their way with this Buffalo Sabres team. I have the Stars winning this one by a score of 5-2. to two. I say Tyler Sagan 
gets the first point on the board for the Stars in that matchup. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. Be sure to subscribe to and follow the Locked on Stars podcast wherever you get your podcast at, whether that's on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform. Remember, we are free and available no matter where you listen or how you listen. Be sure to tune in on Monday as we'll be breaking down the Stars and Buffalo Sabres matchup giving you all my insight and analysis and overall thoughts on that game. You won't want to miss it, and we'll be getting you ready for the rest of the week as well. A little bit of a slower week for the Stars, but still some big, big games coming up in the span of the next couple of weeks as the trade deadline is rapidly approaching. But we will see you on Monday, Stars fans. I hope you have a great weekend. Stay safe. Be loud. Wear green. Go Stars. You guys know the drill. We'll see you next time, Stars fans. Have a fantastic Friday.